0: Are you consuming more than you're creating? Have you thought much about your creation and consumption ratio and what it does to your body and your spirit? Or have you lived most of your life consuming things like education or entertainment, books, and even podcasts or food or ideas, telling yourself that when you know enough, then you'll put something worthwhile out into the world. And if you're really honest, do you know it's because you're scared that you'll be judged or because you don't feel like you're enough? Well, my friends, you are not alone. We are immersed in a consumption culture, but as always, there's good news. You can change your culture. The world is what we make of it. But maybe you're like my clients and you're feeling stuck. You might be wondering, where do I begin? It's been too long. I've been in survival mode and raising young children for too long to even remember how to create, let alone what to create. Well, I've got your back. Today, I'll give you all the hacks you'll need to get started and help you understand the reasons why it's time to stop procrastinating and start creating. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back to episode number 14. Creativity after raising young children. How to consume less and create and produce more. My friends, I have got to say, I am so excited about this episode. Every episode I do, I think I'm like really excited about it, which is probably a good thing. It means I love what I'm doing. But I am so excited about this episode. I wish you guys could see me here in my little office, my little space, recording. I have been in massive creation mode since five o'clock and it's just like the ideas keep coming and I'm just so excited and my fingers are flying as I'm typing and I think of another thing to go look at and research and bring that and I'm smiling and my husband comes in to talk to me and I am trying so hard to be present but I can't and I finally stop him and I'm like I'm sorry I can't listen in anymore I love you so much but I'm in flow. And I've got to get this done, and I got to get it done before it escapes. <laughs> and luckily, he was very understanding. And I'm going to teach you what flow is all about in just a minute. So I really think you're going to love this as much as I do. I hope that you do, because it's awesome and it's been long in coming. So a little background to that: I have, I listened to this episode um, in 2016. So that was seven years ago, maybe. And I've been thinking about it ever since. And in my mind, I've been thinking, man, I want to do an episode or a book or something on that in the future. And so I've just been stowing little thoughts away. And I really want to give a major shout out to this to Jody Moore, who is an LDS podcaster, a Latter-day Saint podcaster, sorry. <laughs> and a couple other articles that I've read as well. But mostly these ideas are coming from Jody Moore and her episode, on creation and consumption which I will link in the show notes. All right I want to start by sharing a quote and a story. So the quote that I want to share is by Dieter F. Uchtdorf and he said the desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul. Now maybe we don't recognize that desire all the time or even really know what that desire is but that is inherently in us. It is in our nature to want to create. It is who we were made to be. And I'm going to explain more about that as I go on. Now back to a story. So most of my clients rarely create, but they're masters at consuming. And culturally, there's this pride in consuming. Like we want to know the latest movies or news or popular music, TV episodes or books or technology, and even podcasts. And many of us have many degrees or certifications or trainings, not all of us, but several of us do. And we take pride in that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. These can be really great things. But why do most of my clients struggle with anxiety, depression, and connection? And is there maybe a connection to some of these things, this overconsumption? I have one client who's a really busy mom, and after we did some assessments, it was really apparent that her creation-consumption ratio was incredibly imbalanced. And I asked her, do you ever create? And she just laughed, and she said, she doesn't have the time for that, and that she's not creative. So I would challenge her a little bit, and she'd come up with another reason why she wasn't creating. And after she finished up with all of her excuses, we explored those a little more and found that at the heart of her excuses was this belief that she wasn't good enough. And that, again, is a limiting belief that I've talked to before. We can call those excuses and different things, but as we go deeper and deeper, we really understand better what that is. There's a lot of different terms for that, that negative cognition, limiting belief, excuses, all these different things that we can call it. But that kept her from living a richer life of creation that kept her in that fear. So I'm going to give a few brief homework assignments as we are going throughout this episode, because I think it's so important. So if you have your journal, maybe your water bottle, maybe some tea, go ahead and grab that. Go ahead and pause me. And when you're ready, I want you to do the following. Number one, what is my creation consumption ratio right now? So again, that's the time you spend consuming versus creating. And I don't want you to overthink this, and you can come back and alter this at the end of this episode if you want, because you'll have a better understanding then. But just a general idea right now. Number two, what are my top three excuses for not creating more? Number three, what am I afraid of? And four, what I am statement, or negative cognition, is keeping me stuck. Again, this could be a limiting belief, an excuse, whatever you want to call it here. All right, go ahead and journal about those, or maybe even write them down and do them at the end of this episode, whatever you want. So this client that I just mentioned is like so many of my clients. And now that I've seen countless people like this, I have a theory that much of our anxiety and depression and disconnection is the result of our hyper-focused culture of consumption. And this has been growing exponentially since the internet and especially smartphones were invented. So I just want you to think about that for a minute as I give you just some key points that I've been thinking about. and. And again, I wish you could see me in my little space right now. I'm using my hands. I'm getting so excited. It's sort of dorky, but I really love it. (laughs) So what is the difference between producing and consuming? Producing or creating is often active, but consuming is very passive. And think about the difference between active and passive and generally what comes with that. So for these episodes, I create a lot. And to be honest, sometimes that's because I'm afraid. Like what if I'm not accepted unless I have sources and experts and professionals? I really try to challenge that belief, but sometimes it sneaks in. And that's actually why I actively decided not to do very many guests because I wanted to lean into that fear and challenge my own negative cognition that I'm not worthy and that I'm not enough. Now, I know that I'm worthy and I know that I'm enough. So I try to offer you what is already in my heart and soul and what I know through experience helps other people, myself and my clients. That being said, I did some research for this episode. I probably will always do that because I love what other people teach, but I want to do that in moderation. Anyway, like I said, I'm going to reference Jodi Moore quite a bit with her creation and consumption episode. I'll again link that show note. And also Kaylee Gray, who is an artist and a blogger, she just gave some really great tips, I thought, on ways to produce more instead of consume so much. And I want to share a few of those at the end. So I want you to think about what you're consuming more of than you are creating, Like this could be anything. A lot of my clients and myself included, like we do retail therapy when we're feeling kind of down and depleted. Like we go shopping and we spend a lot of our paycheck at Target, Walmart, whatever that might be, Amazon. And that doesn't even have to be excessively. It can just be somewhat mindless. Entertainment, what lessons, what books, what food, what things on your phone, What are the things that you are consuming so much? Where do you spend your time each day? And what do you create in the world? Like maybe this is journaling or writing or artwork. Maybe you're creating order and you're organizing. Maybe you unify people and connect them. Maybe you help people heal like a a nurse or a counselor like me or something like that. Maybe you have a blog or... You teach classes. I used to teach a weightlifting class that I loved. Maybe you love gardening or flower beds, or you love creating this culinary art that's like a joy and not a requirement. Or maybe it's traditions. I think I've mentioned I love creating pranks so much. And Halloween costumes that are really ridiculous. Oh, I have to show you a picture of that sometimes. Like when my family, I convince them all to do. Um, Candyland characters and I made them all. My husband wore this cupcake hat and he had this cupcake scepter and he wore candy canes, striped tights. Like it was awesome. And I made this incredible outfit. He did not want to dress up for a little while after that. I think it was a little too much, but I just loved him for it. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Your spirit wants to create. You were made to be a creator. And to partner with the creator himself. And if you're listening and you're not religious or maybe you're a different religion, you might think that's like a little blasphemous or something. But I really believe that that is true. Just like that parent-child relationship, we want our kids to create. We are so happy and joyful when they thrive and when they find something to bring into this world, when they create something beautiful. And I think he wants the exact same thing for us. And he wants to do it together. I don't think there's any greater joy. So do you give yourself the opportunity to create and create the time to do it? Are you trying to explore the things that you're interested in without like burying that and just making excuses for that time? Again, a lot of these these thoughts and these ideas... um, came initially from Jody Moore. I would be curious where her inspiration came from. So it's a basic human need to contribute. And I often think of like da Vinci or Einstein or famous composers and other masters and wonder at their level of focus and commitment. And I think about the consequences of generations from now, even just this generation, but think down several generations. Who will be our master creators when we've spent so much of our lives in consumption mode. We often fill our lives with consumption because that is a simpler place to be, even though it is not more joyful. I've talked to you before about Maslow's hierarchy, and I mentioned that creativity is at the top of the pyramid. We find fulfillment and joy when we're creating and when we're putting something out into the world that wasn't there before. So you can say, I'm not creative, I don't do that, I'm totally happy where I'm at, but I want you to challenge that belief. Think about the happiest times in your life. Were you creating something then? And maybe it's not the traditional creation thing. Maybe it's not like I'm drawing artwork, but maybe you are bringing people together for these workshops or these retreats, or you are listening to people as they need it. Or whatever that is. Maybe it's not a simple thing to put on a table for like a show and tell thing, but you know that there is something that you have created that brings you so much joy. So consumption can never fill that void for you because it's a false substitute for something far greater. Now, here we can talk about social media or Pinterest, smartphones, games. Like for a little while, I think I might have told you I was into Candy Crush which is so not my personality but I was like so brain dead after working so much that I was like oh I need something mindless and that again that doesn't have to be this terrible thing but there are maybe better things no there is not there are not maybe better things there are better things so you don't have to be creative or crafty There are so many different ways to create, and I hope you're starting to see some things or they're starting to come into your mind as I talk about this. So you will know that you're on the right track when you feel more alive. Have you ever heard of flow? I was going to look up the other names for this because as I've read a lot of self-development books and therapy books, I found that a lot of people call this different things. And there is a researcher or a psychologist that I won't even attempt to say his name. Oh, Mihaly, and then something really, really long. But he's a positive psychologist. Anyway, I'll also have that link in the show notes. He says the following about flow. The ego falls away. Time flies. Every action, movement, and thought flows inevitably from the previous one, like playing jazz. Your whole being is involved, and you're using your skills to the to the utmost. He said this in an interview with Wired magazine, and I just love that. I honestly, that's how I felt this morning, and how I feel most mornings when I'm sitting here uh, researching and writing these different episodes and ideas, this outline. I just, or when I'm designing coursework and materials for people to utilize. So this happens when you're creating. And when you're really passionate about what you're doing, and this can even happen in in like a sport you love. It reminds me of my amazing friend Emily. I hope she hears this and how she talks about rock climbing. My husband talks about that in the same way too. They both love it. It's like when you're so focused and you feel so fulfilled in those moments, like you don't notice anything else. And that brings so much joy. And you hear it in their voice when they talk about it. You can probably hear it in my voice as... I talk in this episode. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this later too, but just keep this in mind as you're thinking about how you want to create. You want to find places where you feel that flow, where you feel that time flying, because that is where you're going to have the most joy and be the most effective. So I don't want you to listen to any noise that is going to deter you or those those haters, those doubters, those... There's people that really like their consumption mode and they don't want to feel threatened by you talking too much about creating because it's uncomfortable. You need to learn how to tune those people out. And I am still learning that. Just let it be the simple act of creation just for yourself as you begin to start creating more in your life. And I'm sure you're saying to yourself, but I don't know what to do. And I want you to pause this episode again and answer a few questions if this is what you're saying to yourself. I promise, again, just like last time, you have the time. Do not worry. This is important, and your spirit and your body are going to thank you. Your tasks can wait while you do these little homework assignments, or else, like I said, just grab your journal, write this down, and do this later. But don't forget, this is important work. You deserve it. All right, these are the questions. Number one, when do I lose track of time? Number two, when do I feel the most fulfilled? Number three, what do I enjoy creating or doing, even if I don't feel like I do it well? Number four, what is one baby step I can make towards creating more in my life? And when will I do this? And number five, grab your planner and schedule it out for the next three months. And don't worry, I'm just talking about small baby steps here. Maybe you're setting aside a few minutes on a Saturday or something like that. So I was thinking about different times when I feel flow and it's definitely when I'm podcasting. It's when I have my goggles on and I'm like snorkeling or I'm even in the pool and I'm playing with my kids and I'm or even just on a date with my husband or even even by myself when you're just like the world is so peaceful and you are just feeling free and moving and time goes away. I love water pretty much anything I do in the water even though I don't really feel like I'm great at it. I just love it. I also feel flow when I'm doing artwork. I have been pretty good at art before but I haven't focused on that in a long time and I want to develop that more and more but there was a time when I was too hard on myself and the joy went away. But if you're doing it just for yourself, you can feel that again. I also feel that sometimes with writing. And I think I would feel that with dancing, but I'm still really um, underdeveloped in that sense. (laughs) So think about what it is for you. Maybe they're same, maybe they're different. And remember that inspiration finds you when you are working. The road opens up to you when you take those steps forward. I love Elder Boyd K. Packer's quote. He said, You must learn to walk to the edge of the light and then a few steps into the darkness. Then the light will appear and show you the way before you. And read that quickly again. You must learn to walk to the edge of the light and then a few steps into the darkness. Then the light will appear and show you the way before you. I think Elder Bednar said something similar, or I've always been quoting Elder Bednar as saying this, but I have always loved this. Just take that one step forward or those few steps, and then the next step will be lit up before you. You'll know what to do and trust that. So how are you stepping forward? How are you adding value to the world with your creations? How are you being a co-creator with God? It can be scary because when you do, there is a chance someone will judge it. And I'm going to be bolder here and say, you will be judged. In my podcast, I've already had that. And this is mostly with people I really love. And generally, they have pretty good intentions. But sometimes, maybe not. Maybe sometimes they're having a hard day, whatever it might be. And that is hard because I know that I have pure intentions and sometimes people don't give us the benefit of the doubt. They think that our intentions are less than pure and that they're not good. But I want you to think of all the people that will want what you have to offer and maybe need what you have to offer, what you know you're supposed to create. You can't discover that well that is in you until you begin the creation process So much is waiting to emerge and your sense of self can't be fully developed until you start, until you begin. Okay, I want to hop back to what happens when we are consuming a lot again. So when we don't feel very well physically or emotionally, we just want to consume. And I see this all the time with my clients. As they start to feel better, though, they consume less and less. And that ratio is much more balanced. And when they do consume, it's often healthier, and there's a purpose to it with a goal in mind. And as you feel better, creation becomes easier as you move up that pyramid. The natural man within us wants us to consume and to sit in that complacency, that mediocrity, and that stupor of being acted upon. He wants us to be below the line. Or you could say Satan there. I know sometimes that's hard for us to um, conceptualize Satan. So do you spend a lot of time on your phone? Maybe you can look at your screen app if you have an iPhone. I might have mentioned this before. Do you know how much time you spend on your phone? Or what about your teen or even your spouse? Just not as a critical judgment thing, but just an awareness tool. That's just your iPhone. What about your computers, your laptops, your TVs, your tablets or your books or all the rest? How many hours do you spend a week consuming or a day? If you're looking to become the master of something, there'll be an initial period of more consuming. Like when I was in grad school or getting trained for different modalities in therapy. But you really need to be careful of this trap of consuming to reach a goal. I've seen so many people stuck in this stage for their entire life. This one time I met a lady at this trauma therapy training and she was a little bit smug as she talked about all of her degrees. I think she had several master's degrees and several doctorate degrees and all I could think of, even though it was very much a judgment that I can be my better self, but I was thinking, why aren't you producing and adding value to the world? Like, you know enough. And I'm sure she was adding a lot of value to the world. And if she could put that aside a little bit more, how much more she could potentially add. So just start creating even in small amounts. Don't let your fear stop you and cause you to reach the end without having lived as a creator. Creation can be scary because it means we have to be vulnerable and maybe really bad at first. And this reminds me of my husband always telling me about a minimum viable product or an MVP. You guys, it was so hard for me to put myself out there because I really like A work. And if I'm honest, I like putting out A plus work. And actually, I think it was Jody Moore that also on a different episode talked about you have to get used to putting out B work Otherwise, you're always going to stay stuck. You're not going to put out enough out there and just get better and better and better. And I was like, whoa, 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 I cannot do B work. (laughs) But I have really tried to lean into that because she's not the only one that says this. I've heard this again and again in self-help books, especially. Be willing to put out your MVP. That's what my podcast is right now. That's what my website is right now. That's what it was at first with my counseling clients for the first year or so. Like We have to be willing to be green, honestly, and let that be okay. And show our kids that, yeah, it's okay not to be great. That's why we're practicing. Be that example. Just accept the fact that you're going to get judged and learn to manage that fear and those responses. Because if you're being judged, and like I think I just read this in 10x Your Life or something, if you're being judged, that means you're doing something right. You're putting yourself out there. You're you're getting people to take notice and to to learn and to see and to view what you have to offer. Take the next step and put something out into the world. So this is your next homework assignment. And I don't want to call these all assignments. This is all like one assignment and I'm just asking you different questions. Here are a couple questions for you. What thoughts have come into your mind as I've shared this podcast episode today how can you boldly move forward despite your fears what are the small action steps I can take next and again just explore that this is not a shame thing this is not a has to thing this is simply do I want to move past survival do I want to start flourishing Do I want to start living with more joy and fulfillment? If the answer is yes, then you'll do the work. If it's no, if it's not a priority to you, then you'll find an excuse. Don't fall into the trap of, I don't know enough. I can't get started yet. I took several courses to help me start podcasting, and that is one thing that the instructor always said to do. Like you know enough, just get started. Don't get stuck into the trap of putting it off. You only need to know that next step and then create until that step is complete. And then you can go ahead and learn more and pause for a minute and then go back and forth so that there is more balance in your life. There's another quote by Larry R. Lawrence. He said, Our Heavenly Father knows our potential. He rejoices every time we take a step forward. I completely believe that that is true. Now I just very quickly want to run through a bunch of tips or hacks that Kaylee Gray shared because I don't want to make this too long for you. I want to make it short enough that you don't feel overwhelmed. Here are several of her tips. Go ahead and rewind it if I'm going too fast and you go, can go through them again. But go ahead and start making things. Set specific times for creating. Get away from technology. Change your environment. Reorganize your workspace. Leave your phone in another room. Schedule an amount of time to make something. If you no longer love a project, release the guilt and throw it away. Make something that doesn't require preparation. Make an action plan. Turn creating into a habit. Wake up earlier. You know me, I love that one. Stop making excuses. You don't not have time. You don't not have talent. Work within boundaries. Find a community. Find an accountability partner. Also love that. Join a challenge. I think I joined this Inktober thing where I just drew one thing every week and posted it on this website. That was so outside of my comfort zone and really fabulous. Start your own challenge. So I did a few community wellness challenges that I put together and through. I love that. Make a creation list of ideas and then plan when you'll start the first one. Use someone else's project as inspiration. Try something completely new. Go on a walk for that inspiration and make it a meditation walk and write down thoughts that you have. Unsubscribe from as many mailing lists as you can. Turn off automatic notifications on your phone. I totally do this. Or turn your phone on airplane mode for a chunk of the day. Delete as many apps on your phone as possible. Move the tempting apps to the end of your phone, like a few pages down or whatever they call those. Make it difficult for yourself to consume. Share your work. Sketch. Go on a photo walk. Give yourself a requirement when reading a book or do what the podcast suggests. Have a social media fast. I've done this many times. I love this. Take a creative break or plan a getaway or retreat. I actually love this idea. I was like, "Mm, I think I might want to help people do this in the future, like planning a creative retreat thing where women come and they use it as this creative space to do the things they've been wanting to do. Reduce distractions. Remind yourself of this. Everyone, if they're consistent, will eventually achieve something massive. So I don't even think it has to be massive. Like as long as you are consistently creating, you are going to be blessed. You are going to discover those next steps and you are going to become your best self and live into your potential. That is all I have for you today. I know that was a lot of information, but I hope and I pray that it blessed you. And I hope that these ideas stick with you like they did with me. And that you don't wait years to act on them. Let your intuition and your spirit and even your gut guide you. You know enough. Take that first step and be a co-creator with God. He knows you perfectly. And as a loving father, he wants you to shine and bring forth goodness into this world. Lean into your fear and accept that judgment will come. And that's okay. That means you're doing something right. Remember, the world is what we make it. What world are you creating? Thank you for listening today, my friends. If this podcast helped you in any way, please share it with others that might benefit. Text it, post it, teach it, whatever you can do. Also, my 12-week course, Igniting Life, starts August 20th. This class will help you move more into creation and help you move up Maslow's hierarchy of needs so that you can finally go from surviving and move into that thriving. If you know you were made for so much more and that your potential is laying dormant within you, but you just need some direction and professional guidance, then this is for you. You will never regret the exponential gains that will come from your long-awaited self-investment. It's time to take care of yourself so that you can better impact others. Don't wait to sign up. My friends, have an amazing week and I will see you back here next week. Take care. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy, on Facebook and Instagram, or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.